Hey, we're Blender Style, and we scream in silence. On this episode, we have a fan request from Riley and Taylor. Green Day, Dookie, released in 1994 on Reprise Records. Cheers, fellers! Cheers! Cheers. Screaming silence doesn't make sense. So, uh, are you guys familiar with Green Day? Everyone knows this band, Casey. But does everybody know this album? Okay, so... Yes. Because I want to point this out, and it's not a knock on you, Nathan, but you seem to think Nimrod and all that other stuff is good. Oh, Nimrod's a great record. I'm not really into like newer Green Day, but I definitely got into Dookie because I bought this CD. Yeah. I mean... This might have been your second CD. It's yeah, dude, for sure. <laughs> so this is like my first CD is Aerosmith, Get a Grip, and then the second CD I probably ever bought was probably Green Day Dookie, dude. That's awesome. I know this might sound weird and strange, but so like the band Green Day uh, is like my Beatles. Okay, they wrote good pop songs uh, with attitude, a sense of humor. Uh, almost kind of like the Smiths or Morrissey, you know what I mean? It was really tongue in cheek, and uh, I really like that about you know Green Day. So mm-hmm. I'll just say that. But like this album, I, around the time that this came out, I wasn't allowed to like listen to this type of music, and I got my hands on a cassette, and I just remember the artwork just being so fucking rad. The artwork is rad. Yeah, and like. Uh, it was a tape and it, the cassette was clear with a blue. It was like blue where all like the song titles were and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you folded it out and like, you know, there's a knife on somebody's head. There's on the inside and everything. Which and, tape was it? Or which Dookie. Al- oh, was it Dookie? Yeah. And it had such an impact on me. And I used to have to put this in a Walkman to listen to it because my parents were like, you know, you can't listen to this, right? Not that devil music. Right, yeah. And then some years later, me and some friends, uh, we did a Battle of the Bands and we sucked really bad. And we did Hitch and a Ride off Nimrod. Okay. And I always wanted to play guitar. So I'm making this really long sorry. And anyways, a guy gave me a drum set. It was a Pearl Export series. Mm-hmm. Nice. And uh, very nice. You know, it was vintage. And like it was, it was really cool that this guy gave this to me. And he put it in my room and we practiced there. And for this Battle of the Bands, we had some guy that didn't know how to play drums, play drums behind this Pearl Export series. And I was playing my Fender Stratocaster. I thought it was cool. Completely sucked at hitching a ride, the, the, what we were going to do. But that drum set was at my house, and I learned Green Day Dookie to the best of my ability on the drums. And that's where I found that I was a drummer. I wasn't a guitar player. Yeah. Really? And... I mean, this the drums and Trey Cool is like he's three times so he's awesome. very cool. <laughs> Great drummer, you know. This is a trio, and the in a good trio, like everyone's got to pull their weight mm-hmm. and be like equal parts. And the drums are absolutely and like a lead instrument. Band. Hell yeah! You know what I mean? Like the first you two albums. And, it, yes, totally agree. You know, it was all Billy Joe and Trey Cool like carrying this band and now they had Trey Cool to cool to like that means Trey Cool's like a influence on your drumming big time for sure so the heavy on the hi hat 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The, the snare and stuff. I love like all the my... little pauses he puts in there. It's tasteful. It is. Yeah. The drums are absolutely. And when you try like... to play with somebody like this that plays guitar or whatever, they don't like this. Well, so, <laughs> I, so, so I, I, I was right. reading. They don't. You know. I was reading when uh, when their original drummer left and they brought Trey Cool in. Um, they actually considered breaking up as a band because they had such a hard time learning to play with his style. Really. Music. I don't know how true that is. I just read it and I was like, oh, that's kind of crazy because like to be the powerhouses they are now to almost call it quits because their drummer's too crazy for them. It's kind of cool. Mm, yeah, that is cool. It's very cool. It's um, Trey cool. Mike Dern's playing on this is fucking sick too. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. Everybody in this band yeah. plays exceedingly well. So what's crazy is it's like if you listen to the first couple albums and first recordings of them, you know, like people that love this band like 1000 slappy hours and shit like that like that like changed our lives and like billy joe was way more into the lead guitar was more mm-hmm. rock and roll bass and you know people saying like you know this album sold out and shit like this uh dude this is the most punk album to i think yeah. for them in their disco- in their short discography at this time really for in my opinion why is it because it's like faster and I, like... there's there's no solos dude and he's this is solo where they, this is kind of where they found their groove i i agree with you so i the first time i was introduced to green day was the um uh basket case the mm-hmm. one with the, with the video in the mm-hmm. mental the, hospital or whatever yeah. and i was immediately drawn to it not because of the song or anything but i just loved how low he wore his guitar i thought that was the coolest thing in the world it is fucking cool, dude. ramones dude, uh, dude I, was I was a like, ramones fan like, i was like this dude, shit just connected that dude's guitar is hanging at his knee and he's still fucking just going it reminded town. me of like james hetfield for some reason it was so good and and so i went back and i didn't buy this album i think you had the album but i think oh, i went yeah. and bought the uh the one with paper lanterns on her uh, slap, yeah, uh, thirty nine thousand smoothed out slap hat or whatever the hell it's called, yeah. Um, and it wasn't anything like this, and I was like, oh. no, it's not. The older stuff's not memorable to me. It, exactly, it was just Oof. it was very cookie. There's so many like it, a lot of love songs. It was, but it was yeah, a lot. Of, it there was, was a lot of love songs, and this Dookie's like, hey. I'm pissed and I'm jerking off. But but <laughs> but I feel like the earlier stuff was very cookie cutter punk. It's true though. Dude. Like yes. I feel like this kind of broke the mold and stepped out. Pop punk. I think it was poppy. Yeah, yeah it was bubblegum pop. That uh, this is like used to... it touches on all the subjects that weren't like that were kind of taboo at the time. You know, depression, uh, mental anxiety, um, sexuality, things that that like nobody was singing about back then. It was cool as fuck. And it was, and it did it in such a way that you didn't That's know. That's true. It. I mean, at least from my perspective, right? Yeah, I was dude. Welcome to Paradise. I connect with that because, like, you know, in the beginning of the song, he's like, you know, pretty much talking like, "What did I do?" You know, I'm like living in the fucking ghetto, pretty much, yeah. right? Like, and then you know, after he's like, "Hey, this is my paradise," mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Same thing for me, dude. I was young. I had to fucking you know living in the back of an alley or some shit. Like, I fucking then, live with my parents. And then you grow to fucking love it because this guy's cool. That guy's cool. It's the community. And yeah. like, that's totally what I felt with this. Like, this, this like, literally, like, I, I'm trying not to be over, like, joyful and stuff because this band is, like, huge for me, Casey. The so I'm your, so happy that you, like, picked this and this album. I didn't pick it. It's not even... Oh, a fan, yeah. yeah. But you picked it. Yeah. I mean, it would have eventually came about, but for sure. 
Yeah, I, so, I get where you're coming from. Because I want to stop acting like a puppy dog. And I I feel like this was because I wasn't really into punk. I mean, I think Offspring. I didn't start listening to until after I started listening to Green Day. And Offspring to me was such a shock from what punk was supposed to be. Because um, I felt like Green Day was kind of like the pop punk that that kind of shaped the the genre back in the early nineties. Um, and then offspring came around and they kind of incorporated more of the, the heavy metal into the punk or the hard rock into punk. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very, it, LA was, it was more gritty and this was more skateboard. Surfer yeah. This sounding. was fun. This, yeah, was this fun is like and, the Bay area. Yeah, this know? was a great album. And it like, I remember when the video, uh, what was it for when I come around where they're just walking through town or whatever, they end up right back Dude, where they were at or whatever. Excellent. For some reason, it wasn't even a great video, but it was the coolest fucking concept the in the dude, world it was rad. at the time. Dude, like it was. that sweater he's wearing when he's walking around, dude. Yeah. Like, I so wish I, I love had when that sweater. Yeah, dude, when they're walking down the street. That's so good. Dude, it's, Billy Joe has a style, even that, back but then. But that concept was just so unheard of at the time. It was almost up there with the first time you heard um, the prodigy smack my bitch up. And you watch the video, and then what and a you're comparison, like, You're like, what the hell just happened? That's... This video, I love that dude, video. It's so good. It's such a <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't want to spoil it for anyone <laughs> that hasn't seen this ancient ass video for "Smack My Bitch Up." But even like, yeah, the, when I come around was such a new concept at the time for the video. I thought it was just the coolest thing ever, and it might have been used before, or whatever. But to me, it was so new. So long view. Like that out of that video was like literally recorded like at their house or at a friend's house mm-hmm. or something. Um, I think I read somewhere. Uh, Is that, that where he Billy came up Joe with- literally recorded the vocals in like two days on this? Oh, okay, you know, and I love also that I'm still figuring out what the fuck he's saying. I do too. So so I- <laughs> like let me go back to Longview. What about him writing that sick baseline on Longview? Did he just come up with that for a day? Where the hell did that come up? He that was is... tripping on LSD. Well, oh, that's right. I yeah. did read that. And he, he wrote that with it. super memorable fucking baseline. Oh, yeah. And there's so like good. so many memorable parts on this. There, yeah, this this whole album has a rawness to it. Um, and we're kind of fanboying on it. True. I think it's also a groundbreaking record. I, I think uh, this I is agree. one of these records in '94. So, you had Nirvana and stuff like that, but like some of us didn't really connect with Nirvana. I connected with Green Day. You know I what fucking I mean? Hated Nirvana. This is their best album, hands down. I mean, it's not even. I would disagree. Really? You yeah. like Insomniac? I think Insomniac's a better record. See, I listened to this album. I listened to the Slap <laughs> Happy Hours, and it was all right, but not. I, this was it. And then I could, I could care. I couldn't care, couldn't care less. Could not care less. I could not care less about Green Day after that until American Idiot came out. And it was such a good album. And then I went back to the, I haven't heard a single thing they've done since. They like, they have hits (laughs) that come out that I like, like singles. Yeah. They're good. Um, Father of All Motherfuckers is awful. See, I haven't even listened to it. Okay. So anything after. American Idiot is just dog shit. And I don't listen to anything. An American Idiot, if you go to that, like I, when it first came out, I thought this was the coolest thing ever. But I was also like a Green Day fan from day one. Yeah, like Insomniac, I think is great because they downtuned. It just got punk as fuck, mm-hmm. and like they like for they were don't like that album apparently. I don't like that album. Oh, dude, 
I don't like that one or Nimrod or whatever the one that came after that. Oh my gosh. So American Idiot I thought was good, but I hated the politicalness of it. Um, yeah. It's like Californication for me for yeah, Red Hot Chili Pepper. I just, once they get to that level, it just gets like boring kind of. Yeah. I just couldn't get into Green Day after, after Dookie. Yeah, see, I, I got into him, American Idiot, and then I haven't been into him again since. Well, you guys are right. We're definitely fanboying on it. Oh, for sure. It's uh, I probably started that. Sorry, guys. It, well, we all love it. Him. Clearly, we all love this album to some degree, right? Uh, my favorite set tr- track, there, I have two favorite parts in this song, or in this album. The transition from chump the long view oh dude so good where they come into that drum roll with the it pisses me off though because when you listen to a digital there's a little skip a double bugs, there dude. But, and it wasn't like that on the cd it was flawless on yeah. cd so that he ends uh chump with drums with that drum that tom roll mm-hmm. and it perfectly goes into the drums in long view and mm-hmm. it's such a nice transition i love that part i i list this album's bangers right like individual songs but i still listen to it in order Oh, for Most sure. Most of the time. You know what I mean? I don't just like, I, I rarely just like pick, pick off a choose. song. Yeah, I just play it. I just yeah. play Dookie. Well, and it's it's a, such a short, it's like 39 minutes, 14 tracks. It's a quick listen. Dude, and you then, could always be roaming around your house just wasting time. Here. Exactly. <laughs> and then Welcome to Paradise is probably my favorite song on this. Really? Yeah, I love that. That's a re-recording from a previous album. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's a, if you want to see the difference between old Green Day and dookie and the stuff before listen to, listen to those two version. songs back to back the production on this is like that's what really nails it for me is Dude, I love they want it to be rough initially right yeah well so the the this was their first major label release um and the reason they signed with reprise records was because of the producer that was working with reprise at the time because that was the only person they would trust to record their stuff um, well, he fucking did I, a great job I, on this. I this forgot, sounds I great. forgot the name. But also, this band's original name I thought was cool as fuck. What was it? Liquid Dookie. Or this album's original name, Liquid Dookie. I know, that's just they're ta- when they had like the squirts <laughs> yeah, on Yeah, because tour. they need expired food on tour or whatever they can get their hands on. That's gross, dude. <laughs> Feels like me at work. I'm glad they changed it because that's a terrible... <laughs> there's, if I remember correctly, there's like a dog taking a, do- a I dookie. Think there's a the dude, there's dogs like throwing shit and everything. So the, so the one thing that I, I don't like about this album is, to me, I don't have a lot of stuff to dislike about. I really couldn't name much of anything except for the lo- the hidden track. Oh, uh, you don't like that? I like it, but I don't like the the little thing before it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's, like <laughs> That's it. That's all. Wow. Oh, wow. A little harsh there, Casey. Some of the songs are, I don't love, I don't love all these songs. So you hated this album, Casey. I fucking hated it. (laughs) Like, I like up to, uh, pretty much uh, when I come around is where it ends good for me. They could have cut this. I don't think it's too long. I liked Coming Clean and I liked Animus Sleepus. No, I didn't care for those ones. Oh, man. It starts to get boring for me. And I liked Fuck Off and Die. Yeah, I'm I'm not that deep on Dookie. Which is, which kind of sucks because... Dude, I think that and Burnout are like my two favorite tracks. Burnout's great. So one of the things I, that sucks about doing this show is that we like go listen to classic albums. So when you picked it initially, Mm -hmm. or when Riley and Taylor picked it, 
in my head, I'm like, Dookie's a five, clearly. Oh, yeah. I was with the you. best album I've ever heard in my life. Like if I had, if, you, if <laughs> someone ran into me on the streets, like best f- five albums of all time, Dookie might be a contender. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Depending on it my mood. It depends on your mood. Yeah. <laughs> are you thinking punk or are you thinking metal? Yeah. I'm like, sometimes it's just like all death metal albums. Most <laughs> of the time, all the time, it's all death metal, yeah. all death yes. metal all the time. But it's not a five. For me, it's a 4.4 out of five. Really, really good album, but it, like it's not super deep where I can like really get into it and enjoy it at a level. It's just fun, but like th- one of the best fun albums of all time, in my opinion, 4.4 for me, boys. Nathan, Dookie. So I'm the exact opposite with you. Like when I went into this, I was like, oh, I'm going to rate this lower than most people would rate this. Um, and then you listen to it and you're like, fuck. <laughs> and, and you know the filler is not filler i think those are songs that are great and you know what's cool about this is uh everyone in this band kind of wrote some of these songs mm-hmm. and uh i think that's really cool um this is a 5.0 this nice. is so Damn. this is so important to me and it's cool to see that it's also important to riley and taylee yeah. and uh i think this is an album that's gonna it's you know, I, I think this is a super unknown. I think this is going to be a, an album that will continue to be good. 5.0. Nice. nice. So I don't agree with you. This is not a super unknown or else it would be a shitty album. <laughs> um, I think it's a great album. I don't know that it's necessarily a 5.0. I give it a 4.0. I feel like it's there. That seems low. It does seem kind of low, but I also feel like I think maybe good, I played but... it out. And and that's my other thing. It's like, I feel like, you know, the first three songs, because I didn't listen to this a lot back in the day, are amazing. Longview, it kind of got played out. Uh, Basket Case kind of got played out. Welcome to Paradise kind of got played out. So yeah. even though they're great songs, it's like my beef with it. Too. They kind of like, I've heard them so many times. And I'm just like, I really don't care to hear them anymore. But when we first started listening to this, coming back to it after not listening to it for 20 years or so, it was amazing. I was like, oh, dude, easy, 5.0. But then, like you said, after listening to it multiple times, the songs that I'd heard a million times already kind of were played out. And I was kind of like, nah, Mm. I could do without them. So then once I started taking those out and skipping over them, I was like, there's really, it takes out a lot of the meat of this album. I think there's a lot of nostalgia here. Oh, there and is, I for sure. And I think I smoked, like, way too many cigarettes while listening to this. <laughs> and I have to just end my little thing real quick. So I, I talked about that tape that I had. And that tape got taken away from me. And uh, years later, I want to say maybe five years ago, I went into a thrift store. And uh, I'm always looking for tapes and CDs. And I see Dookie on cassette and I, and I reach for it and I say, if that has that blue label, I'm fucking buying it. And I opened it up and it had that blue label. I bought it. It sat on my shelf for two years later. It was still sitting there just like a, like a prize, you know, I hadn't even listened to it yet. I remember seeing uh, that at your house and asking you what that was all about. <laughs> dude, if I you have a too. chance and you can get a hold of it, look at the liner notes in this. It's a fucking, it's killer. Um, so when you finally opened it, did it have your initials on it? Like the old one? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. This tape belongs to Nathan. Your rating is, I think, 
what you're saying makes total sense for me, and it's respectful. I just thought you liked it more for some reason. I do like it more, but I think I honestly like I've drilled into like these it's... albums that we listen to, and I think I've played all of them out except for one. Uh huh. Just because I'm so familiar with them from before, it's like easy to put this on and just. Well, jam. but also I feel like like back in the day when when we were hanging out we were listening to a lot of music and stuff you went on that that death metal kick and i went on like the hard rock but then i kind of went back into the punk thing while you're doing it and so i played the shit out of a lot of these like offspring and green day and uh some 41 and shit like that and so like there's a lot of stuff that was big back then that i went back to in like my early 20s and just played a thousand times more and so i just kind of kind of got burned out of it and so when i first listened to it i was like oh it's it's fucking five i forgot how great this album was but then after a few more times through it i was like same yeah see i i'm a biased motherfucker i already <laughs> admitted in this episode that this is not my favorite green day record and i gave it a 5.0 so yeah. that kind of shows <laughs> well let's, and, and, point, and let's, let's put it that way let's, let's put it that way as well if i take a break from this for another like three or four years and then come back and listen to it one time i'd probably rate it a five Mm. yeah yes but if i listen to it multiple times it, yeah, it's gonna just, go down each time yeah okay so if this episode ever gets a thousand views i'm gonna get that blue tape tattooed on me oh you oh, heard it a thousand, a thousand views if we get a thousand views on this i will get that blue tape a side a side huh yeah a side all right and then if it gets you know ten thousand likes will you get b side on my ass. <laughs> you gotta show I on. will. On my ass. You gotta show it on I camera. will show it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You heard it. It's on, <laughs> it's on fucking camera. Camera. Uh, my wife's going to kill me. All right. So that was Green Day Dookie. We're Blender Style. Let us know what you think. Leave a comment. Like and subscribe. And we'll see you next time. I was all by myself. All by myself.